Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode In this week's episode, I am going to share with you my goals for 2021, the word that I chose for my year, and a little look inside of my goal setting process. So let's jump right into that. So it is kind of late um, in the year, I guess, (laughs) because we are pretty much already through January and I am just now finishing setting my goals. And this is pretty late for me, honestly. I usually am like the first week of January pretty done and like sharing with you guys and all of that. That's usually my go-to. But like I have told you guys over the past few years and I continue to remind everyone that there is not a rule that says that you have to be done setting your goals by a certain day. And I just fully took advantage of that this year. I honestly, I started working on these, um, I think after Christmas, probably that week between Christmas and New Year's. And then I have just really taken my time with them. And that's completely okay. And even if you're not done yet setting your 2021 goals, that's still completely okay. We don't have to rush. There is no timeline There is no goal setting police that's going to come and say, hey, you should have been done by this certain time. You're in trouble. You know, none of that. There are really no rules. This is between you and yourself. You know, this is completely up to you to make it your own. So although I say that, you know, I still have somewhat been like, why is it taking me so long? You know, like internally rushing myself and knowing that it's only up to me and all of that. Um, But that's okay. And I wanted to share that with you guys just to remind you that if you're feeling like that, that you're not alone and that we can still have a really productive year. So a little look inside of my goal setting process. As you guys know, I use the PowerSheets goal planner. I can link to it in the show notes if you're not familiar. This is my fifth year using them. Every year I've had a different experience with them, Um, you know, just because my life looks different every single year. And there have been some years where I've used every single page of the prep work of the, you know, month to month work and all of that. There've been other years where I've jumped around, I've used bits and pieces, you know, I've used whatever is going to serve me. And I've tried to not hold guilt in the fact if I don't use all of it. And the whole point is that you achieve your goals, right? So however you get from point A to point B, that's all that matters. If that is with a goal planner like the power sheets, if that is with you just, you know, busting out the notes app on your phone and writing some things down and putting some things on your weekly to-do list and that's how you accomplish your goals. Like it doesn't matter how you get there as long as 
you get there and as long as the process that you're using is serving you. And if it's not serving you, don't be afraid to mix it up a little bit. Try a different method. Maybe a different method is going to serve you better in a different season of your life than it did, you know, five years ago or something like that. So remember that you're not stuck in whatever type of process you're using. And in my case, like if I am still using the power sheets five years later to remember that I might not need certain prompts in the book that I needed five years ago, and that's also okay. All right, so the power sheets start with brainstorming what we want our year to look like, you know, just 2021 goal ideas. And it's really a brainstorm. It's basically an empty page, just a blank page for you to fill in. And that's really what I do. My page is super messy. It is me just scribbling down things. And then I kind of went back and grouped them up with a different color marker to, you know, kind of, I circled like, okay, this kind of brainstorm area over here was personal goals. This is where I was brainstorming like our house building process. This was a bunch of brainstorm about work ideas. And I kind of just grouped them up and went back and kind of fine tuned, you know, my ideas and things like that and looked for common themes. So it's a really good place to start with any type of goal is just brainstorm it out. You know, is that bullet points? Is that just messy scribbling? What does that look like? And then go back and clean it up and organize it and fine tune it, right? But the most important thing is to get it out on paper in one place. Okay, and then the power sheets really go into kind of digging into who you are. And I did kind of skim through this, like maybe not skim through, but I I didn't fully immerse myself into this part of the worksheets like I normally do. Um, Some years I just start the year and I'm just like totally lost. Like I have no idea. I feel, you know, this huge just mind block. And sometimes that is looking into my personal identity, like who even am I? And that was really me last year. So I really, really dug into this part last year and I gave it a lot of thought. I gave it a lot of my emotion. You know, I fully went into it this year. I feel like um, I just kind of did the work, you know, I didn't like fully go into it. Like I didn't emotionally really go into it as much as I needed to in past years. But I did go into this process in the workbook where it goes into what fires me up. So this is another great place to brainstorm. And again, you don't have to have the power sheets to do this. But if this inspires you, grab a blank piece of paper, grab a journal, the notes in your phone, whatever you have close to you, and journal out some ideas of what fires you up. And this really always helps me get back to the root of, okay, this is the important part of life. Like this is the good stuff in life, right? And for example, these are some of the ideas that I wrote down. Um, Time spent at our land, days on the boat, being comfortable in my clothes, um, which to me means, you know, wearing comfortable clothes, having a job where I can dress comfortably, Um, my TV shows bring me a lot of joy. So for me, that means that's the importance. Me writing that on my list is to remind a reminder to myself that to not 
feel shame or guilt by spending time watching TV and to remind myself that it brings me joy and it's a good part of my life. Instead of my overachiever side saying, you know, you're wasting your time watching TV to remind myself that is part of what fires me up and what brings me joy. I also wrote um, my art book, listening to music, hanging out with my girls, eating yummy food. You know, I just went through all of these things that bring me joy Um, having a candle lit, drinking coffee, things like that. So I love to do this because it really, like I said, gets me back to the roots of these are the good parts of life. This is what brings me joy. And then the next part of the worksheets go into cultivating your, um, doing a cultivated life evaluation. So this is where they go into the eight different aspects of your life. And you might have heard me say this before. Um, They go into health, friends, your um, relationship with your partner, family, finances, your spiritual and personal growth, your work, and your recreation. So you go into these eight areas and then you rate it on a scale of one to ten how you feel you know, where you feel like you are with this part of your life. And then it gives you just kind of some open space where you can write some bullet point ideas of like what comes up, what thoughts come to mind when you are ranking this area. So for me, let's just say, let's just do finances, for example. On a scale of one to 10, I ranked mine at an eight. And then in my bullet points, I put, you know, why I don't think that it's a full 10. I put that we need to tighten back down on our spending because like most people during COVID, you know, our grocery budget has gotten a little crazy. Um, There's just been more extras just to kind of keep us entertained while we can't go out and about as much as we could normally, things like that. Um, A reminder to keep saving for our house. And this year I want to learn more about investing and I want to increase our investments. And um, I... I'm going to do some things financially with my business as far as growing my business financially, um, investing in a business accountant and some other things like that. So just some thoughts that came up when I was thinking about how I can improve my finances and what I can continue doing with my finances. So I did that and then I, you know, followed that idea for all these different eight areas of my goals. And that really helps me kind of really focus on, okay, how could I strive to get this closer to a 10? And I don't, honestly, I've never ranked anything out of 10 because I feel like there's always room for improvement. But, you know, it's nice to kind of come in and say, you know, my finances aren't perfect. How could they improve? You know, my relationship with my friends is not perfect. How could it improve? Or it's pretty good. How can I continue to keep it pretty good? You know, so it's always good to kind of start with that foundational layer of your goal setting process and then look for ways that you can either improve or continue doing what you're doing if you feel like you're on a good path. Okay, then there's some other areas in the power sheets that I'm just going to skip through. I'm flipping through and reading this right out of my book as I'm sharing this with you guys. Okay, let's see. We are at, okay, big picture. And I talk about setting a big vision goal for, a a big vision for your life all the time. 
and they call it a big picture. It's the same thing, you know, setting those really that long-term goal. Where do you want to be in 10 years? You know, where do you want to be in 20 years or in retirement or something like that, right? So I talk about this a lot, but this for me is where I want to be when I'm 40. Because you might have heard me say before that when I turned 30, I set a 10-year kind of vision for my life. And I'm going to work towards those goals until I get, I don't know, closer to 40, 39 or or so. And then I'll probably set a fresh set of 10-year goals. But when I turned 30, I wrote out my goals of what I wanted to do while I was in my 30s where I wanted to be when I was 40. And I wrote out these goals and I wrote out these statements as if they were already true. And I more or less wrote a story about who I am when I'm 40. And so I wrote things like, um, we are celebrating 20 years of marriage. And I wrote these as if, you know, as if they're true, as if they've already happened. I wrote, I feel at peace and have overall joy in my day-to-day. I have my own identity, meaning I exist outside of my role as a wife and a mother and a business owner. You know, I am my own person, which was something that um, was really hard for me (laughs) and still continues to be hard for me. So it made, um, it was very important for me to put that on my list. I am the proud mother of three strong and smart daughters. We spend our days all together Meaning that, you know, I, st- I run my own business, we homeschool our girls, and that is us working closer and closer to Daniel being retired from his offshore job. So we spend our days all together. Um, and then there's just, you know, there's several others. We have reached millionaire status. Um, we live in a cozy East Texas home, things like that. And I, ro- I wrote these as if they were already true. And then I... Everything that I do in my year to year, my month to month, my day to day, I walk closer to that big vision. And once I have written it out, I see it. I know what it looks like, what it feels like, and I attach an emotion to it. I know how I'm going to feel when I get there. I know, I know who I'm going to be with. I know how I'm going to spend my days, right? And so then I think, okay, in this year, how can I walk closer to that vision? What can I do to help me get there? So obviously you don't wake up one day and you just are magically a millionaire unless you win the lottery, which is a very, very small chance. So what can I do this year to get us closer to reaching millionaire status? And then that's how I set my year-to-year goals, right? So I focus on that big vision. And I write all of those out every single year. And then next to them, I write bullet points of, okay, if I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 40, which is a huge goal, who even knows if that's, you know, if that's actually going to happen, but I'm going to do my best to make it happen, to get as close to that goal as possible, And so what can I do this year to get closer to that goal? Well, we can look for ways to increase our income. 
which is what I'm doing by growing my business. Um, we can focus on how we spend Daniel's income, meaning that we can focus on our daily spending. We can um, look for ways to grow our investments. We can learn more about investing and we can grow individually as people because to get to that level of wealth is a huge spiritual and personal journey, right? It's not all just about the numbers. So there are so many things that we can do this year to get one year closer to that big goal. What are things that I can do um, with my personal goals of having my own identity, which is a huge goal for me? Well, I can focus on my hobbies. I can remember that there is importance in making time for those hobbies. I can read more books. I can remember that chilling and watching TV actually brings me joy and that it's okay and I don't have to feel guilt over that. I can find joy in my work and I can, you know, nurture my friendships. I can, you know, not currently during COVID, but um, travel, explore, you know, learn about new places, get experience things, right? So there are things that I can do in the day to day. So when I get to my 10 year big vision, I can actually be that person. And it doesn't happen overnight, right? Those big goals aren't going to just magically happen. And so we do have to work on them little by little. So I love kind of taking those big visions and breaking them down into action steps for the current year. And I think of it as bridging the gap between where you currently are and where you want to be. And how can we slowly but surely get there? And then we work on, okay, well, what are those, what are those bullet points for this year? How could I make them realistic, but also a few things, a few things that are going to push me and a few things that scare me a little bit, a few things that are pushing me outside of my comfort zone and, and making me grow. And that balance between what's going to make me grow, what's going to push me out of my comfort zone, what actually brings me joy, fires me up, you know, and with the numbers based goals, like saving, investing, you know, things like that. What is something that is realistic as well? We don't want to set a goal to be a millionaire when and not, and the numbers not work. Does that make sense? Um, so they have to be somewhat, it has to be somewhat realistic, but also I'm going to have to grow a little bit to actually get there. So it's, it's finding that balance and that balance is, something that you have to personally decide. You know, that is something that is going to be unique to every single person. But it is it is kind of that balance somewhere in there. Um, let's see what else I put in here. Okay. So I'm just flipping through, flipping through. Okay, so then there is another part that asks you, okay, well, now you've kind of set your big vision. So what do you want to work on this year, right? And I've kind of already done those bullet points when I'm doing my big vision because that's just kind of how my brain works. I'm like, okay, how can how can I work on this this year? <laughs> um, so for me, in this part, I basically just rewrote those bullet points in kind of a nicer format. And then I really like to go back in and kind of break them up and look for common themes. 
So once I did that, I looked for all my bullet points and then I went back and I was like, okay, um, I see a theme here of relationships. So I noticed that in my bullet points next to my big vision, I was talking about, you know, my marriage. I was talking about my friends. I was talking about my family, my girls, uh, my work relationships, things like that. And I'm like, hey, all of these kind of group together into an overall goal of relationships. And, you know, or all of these goals kind of group together in growing our money, growing our wealth. Okay, I'm going to, you know, circle these in a different color and look for those themes. So that's what I did. And then I rewrote them into, okay, how can I make these into um, a goal that kind of has an overall theme with these bullet points under them? I hope that makes sense. I feel like this is kind of challenging to share without, you know, the visual (laughs) of, of what I'm actually looking at, but hopefully you're sticking with me. So then I rewrote these, okay? And I realized that I had overall themes of my identity, my influence, our wealth, my relationships, and our family. So there I am with my five overall goals. Okay, so then it also prompts you to write a word for the year. And you guys have probably heard me talk about this. I also did a YouTube video on this that I can link to in the show notes if you haven't seen it about why I pick a word for the year and the importance of kind of setting a theme for your year versus setting quote unquote resolutions and how goals and resolutions are kind of different and my thoughts behind that. Um, So I will link to that in the show notes if you haven't seen it. But kind of as you're going through all of this brainstorming and visioning and all of this, it's nice to kind of see, well, what is an overall theme? You know, at what word do you keep hearing popping up? And for me, to th- this year, that word was scale. And then I like to go and I like to look up the definition of the word that I think is going to be my word for the year and make sure that it's a good word. So that's what I did. So I kept hearing scale in my mind as I was working through all of this. So I looked it up. It is a verb and it means to climb up or over. Synonyms are climb, ascend, um, go up. Sorry, I can't read my own handwriting. Go up <laughs> or go over. And then as I was Googling, I found this quote from Tony Robbins that I thought was really great. And I want to share with you guys. Growth typically results in even losses and gains. Scaling, on the other hand, means finding ways to grow more efficiently so that your gains outpace your losses. By way of metaphor, think of the process of remodeling a restaurant that's outgrown its space. So that is what scale means to me. So now that I have my word for the year, I'm going to go back and I'm going to take those overall themes for my goals, my five main goals that I wanted to work on, identity, influence, wealth, relationships, and family. And I'm going to incorporate those into my word for the year. So I want to scale my identity. I want to scale my influence. I want to scale our wealth. I want to scale my relationships. And I want to scale our family. 
And you might have remember if you were around um, in my on my podcast last year, I did the same thing with my goals last year. And I went back and I incorporated them in the same way. If you haven't listened to that episode, it'll also help you if you're still working on setting your goals. So I can link to it in the show notes as well. I feel like that episode was probably even more helpful than this one. (laughs) But so that's what I did. Okay, so then the power sheets prompt you to dig in even farther into breaking down your main goal. So I have this yearly goal now of I'm going to scale my identity. Then they ask you why, which I always love. You're like, okay, yeah, you want to scale your identity, but why? Okay, so then that's this is where I go back and I incorporate it into those big vision. Okay, well, I have this big vision where I want to feel at peace and I want to feel full of joy in my day to day. And I know that I want to have my own identity and exist outside of my role as a wife and a mother and a business owner. That's my why. So I rewrite that in this part. And then it asks you, okay, well, what are your mini goals? Which again are my bullet points. I've already written those, but I rewrite them here. Those are focusing on my hobbies, focusing on my mental health, my physical health, my spiritual health, and my influence that I have through the work that I do. Then they ask you, well, what are some mini goals that you can work on January through March? And then in the power sheets, they prompt you every single season when the seasons change to kind of refresh your goals and rewrite them. So right now, we're really, we're just going to do some action steps for the next three months. Okay, well, how can I work on those? So for me, it's like, okay, I'm going to make a list of books that I want to read because I've been getting sloppy on my books. I really did not. I can't, I don't even know how many books I actually got all the way through in 2020. It was less than five. It was really small. (laughs) Um, So that's something that I do want to improve on. And that's something that's going to help me with my personal identity. That's going to help me with my mental health, because I know I'm going to feel better when I'm learning, growing, investing that time in myself. It's going to help me with my spiritual health. And it's going to help me with my influence through my work because I love personal development books. I love business, um, you know, finance, financial books, things like that. So I know that it's also going to help me through my work. So they all tie in. So I'm going to list out three books. Um, I'm going to work on my physical health by committing to at least going for a walk with the girls every single week. I am going to commit to my hobbies by continuing to draw in my art book. Um, I'm going to commit to, again, my physical and spiritual health by committing to making time to get outside, to get away from the screens. And I'm going to keep doing the work that I'm doing with my clients and my followers on social media through my influence through my work. Um, So those are just some examples. Let me flip to our wealth because I know most of us here are on some kind of financial journey. So I want to share those examples too. Okay, so my yearly goal is to scale our wealth. My why is because I want to reach millionaire status and I want to build an empire that can change lives. Also part of that why is you know, in the part of building the empire that changes lives is remembering that I can't help others. I can't give, I can't, I can't give financially and I can't give my time or my energy to others if I'm not filling my cup up first, right? And that goes with wealth as well. I can't give financially to others unless I am financially taken care of. 
So that is part of my why. Not only do I want to reach millionaire status for for myself and for my family, but I also know that I can't go out and change the world and, and help others in the way that I want to without building this wealth. Um, so I always make sure to remind myself of my why. And your why might look different. Your why might mean, you know, having more free time, traveling, starting your business, you know, relaxing more, whatever your why is. But remember to always have that why with you. And then I came out with some, you know, my bullet points. Well, how do I get to scaling my wealth? What am I going to do this year to scale my wealth? Well, I'm going to grow my income through growing my business, um, my coaching services, um, you know, updating my my offers, my products that I have. We're going to grow our, our personal investments, learning more about investing, you know, committing to actually investing the money. And we're going to start building our house, which is a huge part of our wealth and our growth financially, right? Then some action steps that I can take in the next three months is I can plan out my 2021 budget. I can plan out the whole entire year. So I get that overview of where I can be by the end of the year. I can get that big vision as well with my money, which is what I do with my coaching clients. And simply planning out that 2021 budget, planning out the whole year, at least roughly, is huge. It is the best thing that you can do for your money is to get that plan set out. Okay. Um, then just some things with, you know, our investments, you know, doing some specifics with our investments, getting started with building our house, um, making some new coaching options, updating um, or creating a new freebie that I'm creating for you guys and doing some updates to my course. So these are all things that I can do. I can, you know, grow my business. I can update our investments and we can continue to move forward with building our house. And so those bullet points for you specifically are probably going to look different, but you can still do that. Okay. You can still have those bullet points for the year and then you can also break them down even smaller into action steps of, okay, what can I do over the next three months? What can I do this month specifically? What can I do weekly? What could I do in the day to day? And so those might look different for you. That might look like, um, you know, maybe I do need to sign up for coaching or I need to look into a course or I need to read a book. You know, those could be a monthly goal for you. Your weekly goals could look like I need to update my spending you know, at least once a week, I need to get in, I need to update my budget every week. Maybe it could look like I need to stick to my grocery budget every single week. Uh, Maybe it could look like I need to save X number of dollars every single week. Your daily goals could look like I need to pack my lunch. I need to remember to drink water instead of soda or coffee or something more expensive, right? Um, It could look like I need to check in with my accountability partner. You know, how am I doing? Where is my mental health in this state of, you know, growing our income? Because we know that it's not just about the money, right? It's not all about the numbers. There is a lot of mental health. There's a lot of heart work in it. So remember to check in with those and remember that that does tie back to your money. Okay. So whatever that looks like for you. Okay. So we go through, we break all of our goals down, break down, break down, flipping pages. Okay. And then we get to, you know, setting your specific goals for each month, which is what I just talked about. Okay. So I think that's pretty much it through my, my power sheets. 
But I just want to remind you guys to, again, set goals that are going to push you, but they're also somewhat attainable because we do need those wins along the way. We do need to celebrate those wins along the way. Okay. I want you guys to be real about the challenges that are going to face you throughout the year and look for ways that you can set yourself up for success. So there are ways that I know are going to challenge us. You know, sticking to our spending budget is forever going to be hard for us, I'm pretty sure. So I look for ways to reward myself when we do do that. I, I remember that, okay, if I stick to the spending budget, I'll be able to save X number of dollars. I'll be able to invest X number of dollars. It will help us build our house a month sooner, you know, whatever that, whatever that is. And those are those things that are going to help me remember that the things that are hard for me, the things that are challenging, there will be good to come from that. There will be ways to celebrate those wins. Okay, and to acknowledge the fact that it will be challenging, but there will be this greater reward. Okay, it's not to ignore the challenges. It's not to say, well, I'm just not good at that. Let's just not even try, right? It's to continue to push ourselves and to continue to strive to be the best version of ourselves. And so we pay attention when those negative thoughts come up. We pay attention when that voice inside our head says, you can't do that. Strive to become a millionaire. That's not real, right? (laughs) When that voice pops up, that is a red flag that, hey, this is an area I need to work on. When those anxious feelings come up, when you say, I'm going to commit to, um, for me, it's usually something to do with my physical health, like going for walks every single week or, you know, something to do with my food or something like that, because that is one of my biggest areas of weakness. And an anxious feeling will come up. An anxious feeling or a negative feeling that will say, you're not going to stick to that. Why even write that? You know you're going to fail, right? That voice will pop up for me. That is like, that is my weakest area and we all have our areas. Um, So I acknowledge it. I say, yeah, you know, it's probably is going to be challenging and it probably isn't going to be perfect, but I'm going to try. And then it's also kind of giving yourself that grace of, you know, and if I'm not perfect, I'm not going to shame myself, but I am at least going to try. And I am going to at least keep pushing myself. Okay. And then I am going to celebrate the successes that I do have, even if they're not perfect. And that might not be your food or your um, recreation for you. That might be your money. That might be your personal growth. That might be your spiritual growth. That might be with your marriage or your relationships or your job. But it is good to remind yourself that you are not alone by having areas of weakness and areas of struggle. Areas where negative thoughts pop up, where anxious feelings come up. Not it's okay and we can give ourselves grace, but we can also keep getting back up and keep pushing ourselves forward. Okay. So I hope that that was helpful to you. Um, I didn't really have a full plan when I hit record. I just wanted to share inside of my goals with you guys and give you a little bit of encouragement and a little pep talk and hopefully it was helpful. So 
That is all for me this week. Make sure to check out the links that I'm going to put for you in the show notes. They will help you grow um, on this topic even farther. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye, guys.